Welcome to the PT Coffee Cast, a podcast helping coffee-infused clinicians elevate their practice by realizing the tools they already possess. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the PT Coffee Cast, brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my beautifully bearded friend, William. William, how are we doing today? Doing good, man. Look at uh, behind us. You know, the sun is uh, shining, which is great. It's officially the first day of spring today as we record this podcast. Is that true? That is facts. I had no idea. Well, look at that. I know. We've been switching it up a lot lately. We're now obviously in a different recording spot. If you guys are checking out the video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you should be subscribed to and checking out so you can see our beautiful faces in our new backdrop. But we recently recorded on the couch. Now we're on the ledge, I guess. I think ledge. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel? I like it. You know, it's different. We're trying different things. See what, see, you know, what the vibe is. And it's kind of like your beard, right? It's just like, you know, when you know. And I think we're trying to find that for our recording spot. So I like that comparison. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready to get into this episode, though? Let's do it. Before we do that, though, mentorship. The movement mentorship is officially open for applications. Um, we are taking on people for our first cohort. Um, as this podcast goes out, we'll probably be getting close to closing the first cohort. We want to try and get that started um, within the first two weeks of April. Um, but if you're listening to this and you still are interested, make sure you hit the link in our bio on Instagram or in the show notes to fill out an application. Um, if we do have spots available, we will reach out and um, onboard you. If we don't have spots available, we'll make sure you get on the wait list for um, the next cohort. But we're super stoked about that. Um, some of the people that we've already talked to and getting more people on board. Um, we're just super pumped about that. So if you guys haven't done that and you're interested, make sure that you do that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on all your podcasting platforms. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at PT Coffee Cast, and make sure you are subscribed to the Movement YouTube channel so you can see this video recording if you want to see our faces versus listen to our uh, voices on audio. So exciting. Can't wait to get started. Yeah. So for today, um, I always know it's going to be like an interesting podcast when I start off by so I was ranting the other day. Yeah, if you didn't know, um, <laughs> that happens quite often. Yeah, which is like, I'm a pretty laid back, kind of mellow, most most of the time kind of guy. But as you know, since knowing me over the course of however many years it's been now, I've been known to like get a little heated sometimes. It's usually about like a few different topics. It's either like, healthcare uh you know maybe like sports or ice cream <laughs> yeah ice cream 100 percent. like we won't even go there no we don't need you to don't want to see that we don't need to go there today um but yeah th- that pretty much sums up the things that i get a little bit intense about which i think is good it just shows that i'm a passionate person you know exactly i mean you care right you care about um how things are and making some change yeah and i think the good thing about these rants and why I think it's just like a what this podcast has become is it's allowed for us to flesh out some ideas that like come to mind and I think at the root of most of the coffee infused rants that I have um, 
is a good kind of point once you kind of flesh through a bit of the the hype of it all. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, we get to a point where we bring the intensity down, but, like, a lot of the times, I mean, that's, like, basically how our whole thing started. Totally. It's, like, you start with something that is bothering you, and then you dive into, like, why is it bothering why is it bothering me? And uh, and I think often we find things there. Yeah. So to share with you what what triggered me, got me a little fired up. Um, and I feel like this is the byproduct of social media sometimes. It just gets into your algorithm and it knows. But I've just been seeing a lot of like reels on Instagram in the healthcare space going around about how like, clients aren't doing their exercises and like all these excuses that like clients have for not doing their exercises and like like memes of like physios responses to when the client says I didn't do my exercises and for whatever reason it was just like really getting to me and I think because like there's a there's a multitude of factors I think going into that but it was just really bothering me because I'm like I'm a person who wants to solve problems and so immediately mine go, my mind goes to like okay, well, why aren't they doing their exercises? And I'm not saying that all my clients do their exercises. I'm by no means perfect um, at all. And there's probably a ton of clients that, that don't do them, their exercises all the time. But that's not the point. More of my point was like trying to figure out, okay, well, if this is a struggle that we have in the physio space, like what do we need to do to make this better? And why is this a problem? And kind of like almost putting a mirror in front of our own faces and looking at like, okay, if a client isn't doing this, what are we not doing to get them to do those things? We're, we're going to explore that like idea. I think uh, we want to make sure people know. If you're one of those TikTokers, you know, and you put one of these out, don't feel too bad. Yeah, right? no, this is no disrespect to that. Like, I, it's not about that. I think it was just like, it just happened to like get me going. Like I'm all about the TikToks. I'm all about the memes. I'm all about, <laughs> I'm all about the jokes. Like we're pretty laid back people. Like we try to make it have fun and like, I'm all about that. So there's, yes, let's clarify that for sure. Yeah. No big deal, you know? Uh, and we get why people are making those. It is kind of funny, right? But it I is think funny. it forces us to like, look at, well, like what's holding us back and and what is leading to clients you know not really caring about the exercises that we're giving them yeah and i think that is something that does happen and it's like okay well why is that happening and how can we as as clinicians and coaches do everything we possibly can to make that process as effective as possible because we know that like commitment to a plan and we know commitment to doing exercises and loading different areas, we know how impactful that is to helping people reach their goals. What can we do to make sure that that's happening? And why is that not happening? And we were talking about this. Uh, we'll, we'll, I think it would be good if we kind of went through what our thoughts ended up being, mm -hmm. you know, and then maybe we could throw it out to, to people out there to let us know what they think. Yeah. But, uh, we were talking before this just about this topic and you kind of had like come to arrive at a, uh, a bit of a idea. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can speak about that a bit. Can you, can you probe a little <laughs> bit of what that idea was? Hmm. Maybe I should just let you figure it out. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, because uh, like I, I kind of remember what we, 
we were talking about pre-recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you were saying we're we're kind of held back because we want to. Do you get where I'm going? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think there's a there's probably a multitude of of factors as to why, but I think like we. I mean, how we see it as as like clinicians, I think we focus on okay. There's there's factors that influence client outcomes that we as clinicians have value to provide them, but I think it's often we're not highlighting those things as the value that we offer as clinicians, and we're highlighting other things. So I'm gonna try to work through this, but like for example, like. I think as clinicians, like our ability to assess and then come up with um, come up with the ways to help rehab certain injuries um, is a big value that we hold as clinicians. I think that is an important skill set that we that we learn in physio school and that we adapt over time. Um, But I think other areas that we really provide value that might not get highlighted as much is like laying out a plan and communicating that plan effectively and holding clients accountable and having them understand why what we're taking from a clinical standpoint, a physiological standpoint, um, like an adaptation of tissue standpoint and implementing it into their plan, like our skill set is being able to bridge that gap and then have people continue to see the value in X exercise as the means to get them to reaching their goals. And I think as like healthcare professionals and physiotherapists specifically, we sit in a really good position to take those skills, develop them and hold them of value. And I don't think we do a good enough job of communicating those things as the value of, um, of what we can provide to the public Instead, we're focused, I think, more on how X treatment can help reduce their pain. So it can be whatever you want it to be. It could be exercise. It could be dry needling. It could be tape. It could be massage, massaging the area. Like, I think we portray those things more as the value versus like the other things that I just talked about, which then comes back around to, I think, why the whole exercise thing is maybe a little bit triggering to me is I don't think that our value is just in giving someone an exercise. Our value is the whole thing encompassed and we might be holding ourselves back a little bit by not maybe moving away from that idea. If that makes sense. Uh, I think there's a couple things there we can sort of like pick through like one, I think a big point that you were going through to sort of like just summarize it real quick is like, we just muffle the waters a lot, mm. you know, where it's like exercise is there, but it's like, oh, and we also do acupuncture. We do ultrasound. We do tens. We do this. We do that. We do this. And it's like, how is a client supposed to realize how important exercise is to the recovery process if there's a bazillion other things that they think can also, you know, get them to where they need to be? Like, if that were me and I didn't know what I know, I'd go in there and be like, ah exercise seems like the hardest part of this bunch. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just do the other stuff? And I'll do a little bit of that, but it doesn't seem prioritized. And then I think going deeper into that, it's like if we really want people to see what the value is, like it's again, it's not just putting, hey, we do exercises, right? It's what's your process with that at its core? 
you know, how are you going to take them from point A to point B, right? Using that, but it's not just like, hey, we do exercises. It's like, hey, we assess your problem. We build a plan, like so on and so on, right? Um, and then I think it's just like something we talk about so often, right, is like expectations and how important expectations are. Well, like I think we have to look at like how we're setting them. Are we setting them well enough if people are um, not really valuing exercises and not doing them? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that is of it. Of, yeah, that's kind of what I was, was getting to. And I think the hard part is, you know, you mentioned it a little bit is like a lot of times, like those other things that you're mentioning outside, like we're talking about acupuncture, talking about dry needling, talk about all that stuff like that will have people feel better. That's, that's what becomes like a challenging part with it. And same with exercise, like exercise will help people feel better. But how we look at it is like, if you're taking all of those things and we're looking at what is the lo- the most likely thing to help impact this person's long-term health and have them be able to take control of it and and then implement that later on we believe that one exercise is that because we know how much that can help people's overall health and two then being able to identify a plan deliver that plan educate them on one how this injury happened how they can manage it all the factors that go into it um, those all of those things are what going to help is going to help this client like long term and that's what I think we should be like focusing on and communicating and delivering out to the public and I think also as like clinicians and specifically like new grad clinicians or young clinicians that come into the game they get very much tied to the fact that and I still get tied to this like if this person's pain isn't being reduced by the things that I'm doing, then I'm not doing something right. And they're going to think that that's not right and they're going to fall off or they're not going to want to continue. And I think that comes to setting the expectations. But I think the precedent is that 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 is what we put up at the top. And I think that needs to be like shifted around and then communicated to the public, but also like as a, as like, a profession we need to get on the same board on the same page with like that being the metric almost or that being the focus yeah 100 percent. like because so many things can influence pain it's like uh it should be something that's always considered in the equation like 100 percent. you know you can't just like exercise and have someone's pain going out of control like that's not really what we're saying right but what we're saying is like shifting like what that what value we're trying to set expectations for for what we do and for what people can get out of working with us being consistent with that so that it's clear you know like if we if we're saying we want people to do exercise then they need to know why that's important uh and it needs to be emphasized uh you know and be clear mm-hmm. right versus being sort of just a little needle in a haystack right of all these other things and they don't really know right and i and i think you know decreasing pain is really valuable but the reality is there's lots of uh people that can also help with that too Mm -hmm. so you know is is that what we think we do 
as a as a profession like i just don't think you know that's really it yeah i don't think that i personally don't think that's what we should be like resting our value on exactly and we I, can still do it 100 percent. but i i think it's short-sighted to think that because mm-hmm. and why i think that is i think as physios we have so much opportunity to literally help people change their life and change their health and that's why i don't think that that's what we should be resting on because we've seen it here and we hear about it through other clinicians and we see it at other like facilities that are doing us taking a similar approach it's like that's why i think i get so hype about it yeah i think uh like people are very you know like we just hold on to these things um because we think that people are going to not work with us if we don't offer that but it's we've seen that it's not true they just need to be communicated clearly what the expectation is and how we can help them right i have not used a single acupuncture done a single manip since i've been working here and you know it's going pretty good i've I've hardly run into any resistance because we communicate it so often you know now i do some manual therapy and like i've used some like kinesio taping from here here or there like it's not like i and i i send people over to massage like which we offer here right it's not like i'm like morally against those things it's just like showing that you don't necessarily need to hold on to that yeah and i think you can lump exercise into that mm-hmm. because there's time there's people and and i've been there and i and i still have to reflect on my own self and my own way of practicing like where i've just replaced that with exercise because an exercise without context or without reason or without purpose is just an exercise mm-hmm. and i think like you could overdo that and in like simplify that too much and it just becomes another thing that's not the, the value that we provide it's the full package that we preach about and talk about all the time and i think it's been a big shift in my mind i think especially since we started to do this mentorship thing and we've put it all together and like reflecting a lot on our practice and where we've come and what we've learned and the different people we've interacted with like that has really solidified my mind around like we need to try to make this whole framework shift versus like whether it's exercise versus acupuncture right the reason that i'm biased towards exercise and education or exercise in itself is because I think that can help change not we know that that can help impact people's overall health which is super important to helping them reduce the risk of getting chronic pain and all that other stuff it's going to make their life better we know that that's a fact and it's a great way to implement the frameworks that we're talking about that can put the locus of control on the client that can teach them the skills that they need that can allow them to manage it on their own and that's why I think we're biased towards like exercise itself 100 percent. yeah i don't i don't think i have much to add there yeah i just wanted to get that last point on the exercise piece in there because i think like we're obviously biased to that but it can be used in a, in the wrong way oh 100 and not be effective because it's 100%. not yeah and i just want to make sure because we always do like we'll say things like acupuncture in that in which again this isn't a means of like calling any of that out it's just like trying to 
show the point of like what we actually think the value is for mm-hmm. us as a profession. Yeah, and I think it's it's less about like you can't can or should or shouldn't do something and more about like clarity. Yeah. Because like, you know, I think when I think of like chiropractor or massage, my mind immediately goes to a certain place. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that we don't do very well uh as a profession. People don't really know. And so we can make that thing exercise. Right. But then it's everything around it that really matters. Yeah. Should we throw this question out? So like uh, the, the question is, how do we solve the problem of clients not doing their exercises? That's the question. Let's see what people think. See if this gets anyone else ranting. Yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. That means you like are passionate about what you do. That's fine have a different opinion than us that's fine yeah and this is i mean we've spent the last however many years using this podcast to try to figure out things and we're not right all the time by any means i mean most of the time we're probably just filled with caffeine saying some crazy shit which is usually like where i end up falling oh yeah oh yeah when we're three coffees deep and no food in the morning you know that's that ratio it's treading in dangerous waters. maybe don't trust many opinions at that at that point <laughs> i've only had actually i don't even want to say how many coffees i've had today because it's not it's not healthy oh. yeah. Classic. yeah but um yeah we'll wrap it up there give us feedback answer that question i love it um you know we always like hearing from you guys um, if you aren't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you're subscribed on all podcast platforms. Um, if you want to see our beautiful faces, you can watch the full video episode on YouTube, um, the movement, uh, YouTube page that we have linked in the show notes here. The movement mentorship is open. Applications are open. Um, if we still have some spots left, fill out the application. Um, we will get back to you, get you on a call, see if you're a good fit. Um, if those applications are full, we, uh, will put you on a wait list cause we will be launching a second cohort. Um, I just get more and more excited about that whole mentorship thing every single time we talk about it. It's honestly just fills me up so much. I'm pumped about it. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's all we got for today, guys. As always, stay caffeinated. Peace. <laughs>